We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into the DG Podcast. As always, Robert Reynolds. Got a special guest tonight, guys. If you didn't know, we're talking way too early leading up to the Orange Bowl. And that means it's Georgia and Florida State. Got Matt Lassiri. Hopefully I said that right. Matt Lassiri. Is it Lassiri or Lassiri? Lassiri. 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 I'm terrible at this. You're good. Um, but no, so for morechant.com, that's the on three for the, uh, for the Seminoles. Uh, welcome to the show, Matt. Thank you. Good to be on. Absolutely, man. Looking forward to talking about this, right? I think, you know, talking a little bit uh, beforehand, two teams that are pretty pissed off to be here. Yep. Um, and I think we'll start it here. Let's do this. Overall, what are the what are the vibes uh, around uh, Knowles, whether it be the team, whether it be the fans? What's the overall pulse there? So I think the fans can't speak much for the team right now because we haven't been able to go to practice at all since uh, the ACC championship. So we haven't really gotten to see any see anything. The only thing I've seen is the same press conference you guys saw with Kirby and uh, and Norvell. But it's I think the fan base wise, everyone's still kind of recovering. It's kind of if you're, if you're thinking about it like a breakup, right? You you go through the sad phase, and now I feel like everyone's starting to get into the angry phase. College game they just announced for our game in Ireland, that's going to be awful. And then you go to like, just it's it's starting to get to that everyone's just still pissed off kind of thing. It's not the moping anymore like it was like Sunday. Like I can tell you, I was driving back uh, to Tallahassee from Charlotte on Sunday watching the selection show, and I it was within the first hour we watched it. I didn't talk the rest of the drive. It was a it was it wasn't great. Yeah, see, it's a little bit different because both of us feel like we can make a case to be in the fourteen playoff. However. You know, Florida State did not lose a game yet, right? Uh, you yep. lose Jordan Travis, and that apparently uh, is enough to sit an undefeated Power 5 team out. Uh, Georgia, listen, Georgia lost, but at the same time, it's crazy, um, you know, going from number one to number six, right? It's just yeah. both both teams experience first in the playoff era, um, which leads us to where we are right now. But um, Also, yeah. when you, like when you kind of – 
do look at it. It's like Florida State's in a weird spot. If you think we're bad because we don't have Jordan Travis, put us below Georgia. Like that's a weird spot to be in to where like you guys lost by what, three to Alabama? Yeah, we lost 27-24 yeah. in Atlanta. And, yeah. So you're basically saying we're worse than Alabama but better than Georgia with less than a three-point margin. Like that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense in general. Yeah, the math ain't mathing. Yeah, no. Uh, Matt, if you if you believe me there. Now, I will, I will say this, right? I think, you know, Florida State, just from a third-party perspective, did look at, did look totally different, right, without Jordan Travis, and I yeah. think that's rightfully so. I think Jordan Travis was the guy. However, comma, I feel like you shouldn't necessarily punish a team for winning with a backup either, right? Third string for that matter, too. Uh, <clears throat> I know it, I'm not going to compare it too much. You look back at Ohio State with, you know, playing the third string. So things can happen, right? But I think at the same time, and this is partially our doing. Matt, let's see if you tie the knot here. <laughs> what Georgia did to TCU last year, yeah. I think yeah. had a part in this. Even even with their starting quarterback, the fact that they saw the blowout happen, I, for what it's worth, my, my theory believes that it's all about the money. Oh, I I, I think everyone at FSU thinks the exact same. I'm not uh, not. I don't think anyone's denying that. I mean, it's just a it's a weird situation. The whole thing just doesn't make any sense. That's like I said. I mean, Booger McFarland. Everyone Tallahassee. Booger McFarland is now Tallahassee's favorite person. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, he was. Uh, I was at the state championship games for Florida high schools uh, this past weekend, and he was on the sideline for, I believe it was Berkeley Prep versus Miami Norland. And uh, Norland has 15 D1 players or something like that. And Berkeley Prep won the game. And Booger was on the side of Berkeley Prep. And he was tweeting, this is why the game's played on grass. This is why we're not doing this in a boardroom. Like it, again, good. love Booger. Love Booger now. Yeah, no, I think, I mean, you have advocates. And I think you look at it this way. And Georgia's had their advocates too, even yeah. after the loss, right? I, th- I think one that stuck out to me was Colin Cowherd. Um, I don't know if you heard that comment. I haven't. I haven't. So he went on a he went on a tangent about a travesty or whatever, and and ultimately threw shade at Florida State and was just like, if anybody is the travesty, it's Georgia because he, now he brought up twenty nine straight games and this and that, and I understand where he's coming from, but I also understand the counterpoint uh, the counterpoint of it's this year, not twenty nine games, and you know what I mean. Yeah. As a Georgia fan, I want to lean toward the twenty nine just because. But I'm like, it's just one of those things where, you know, both teams are in here. And it's weird, Matt. I haven't even heard any chirping back and forth. I don't even think there's – I know it's way too early. But even from fan base to fan base, I don't feel like there's a lot of chatter and chirping back and forth. I, am no, I, and even with, with these fan bases, it's weird, right? Because, I mean, it's like these are two – look, through the college football playoff with those four teams, you were pissing off somebody. No matter what, and oh, bad because those are those those are those fan bases. But does not see any chatter or anything yet is weird because it's just Florida State fans fans are very passionate. And the fact that we're back now, they're back in full force. And Georgia fans have been that way. Like I mean, I see, I see like Instagram reels, TikToks about Georgia fans barking at people. I've never been to a Georgia game. I've never like seen it, but like about just fans just barking at people and oh, everyone talks about that. Like that's, that's the, the truth. That's the truth. See, my thing is this. I, like, if you have, like, little subtle jabs, right, people get – you know, people look at us and like, why do you bark at people? But at the same time, you know, I've heard some Georgia fans like, oh, you know, 
you're just doing something the Braves did, even though <laughs> technically the you know, even though y'all had it first. But it's just yeah. something funny, some you know, funny banter. But um, but no, it's just it's just weird, man. Um yeah, kind of thing for me is with with Jordan Travis being out, I maybe this is me. I'm not gonna speak for anybody else. If anybody in the chat wants to say anything, feel free. But I feel like Georgia is in this damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Because hypothetically, right, not having Jordan Travis there, if you win, well, you beat the backup. Good for you. <laughs> if you lose, you lost to the backup. We, we had that same situation that happened against Cincinnati. I don't know if you remember that game. But it feels that way, right? And I think the dynamic of not having Jordan Travis is, you know, probably played a part there. However, if you all have Jordan Travis, you're in the playoffs right now. But yeah. I digress. And, um, if, I mean, even – Florida State's not in a, a – like, they're not far off in a spot. Like, it's if we win, it's, oh, you know, they should have been in, whatever. Like, all that whole thing comes up. If it's close, they probably don't say that. But if they lose, it's up, see, the committee was right, all this kind of stuff. Like, it's not a – I don't think it's a win-win situation for either team. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I get the committee had to piss some people off. Yeah. I, I, I mean, typically they've had chaos bail them out, but not this year, the way that it needed to be. So you're going to piss somebody off. I, yeah. I it is what it is at this point for me. I know, like like I just said, we lost, so it's out of our control. But um, but no, I think another thing, right? Like you know, playing it in Miami, right? It's kind of a, you know, it's a lot closer to y'all, I believe. Yeah. Uh, even though Tallahassee is, you got a bunch of South Georgia presence there too. Yeah, we so, do. Um, it's kind of interesting because we're actually, well, I say we, but Florida and you know Tallahassee and South Georgia and stuff you know pretty close because you're like what 45 minutes 30 minutes from yeah, I mean the border uh, or something like that I think yeah Colquitt County where Glenn yeah, Thomas is from is like an hour not even yeah so I mean you're you're looking at it pretty close but you're going to Miami it's it's I mean basically still a nice little regional game for us yeah. you know for both I guess but um it, it's just I don't know you, you sit there you think about it. Do you th- do you think from now up until this game that there's going to be any hype? Because right now, I guess we we just talked about it. For right now, it's kind of lackluster. I would like to think that you get some hype as we move forward. Um, you know, but at the same time, I think opt-outs can play a part, and you know, who's coming to play in the game and stuff. Um, so that I guess it leads me to that question too. Is so far, I think was it Johnny Wilson? Yep, just Johnny's so far. Just Johnny's the only opt-outs, um, which is good, right? If, if you're looking for someone that wants to watch this game and yep. enjoy the game, um, but it's just it's college football, modern day. You're you're gonna see this. Yeah, right? I think you're gonna see some opt-outs. Um, who I'm, I know you're not gonna say that they're gonna opt out, so I'm not obviously I don't want you to put words yeah. in, in anybody's mouth. Do you? What are your feelings uh, in regards to that? Way too early. Um, who do you think could opt out? Who do you think some notable names? I think you're probably watching at least. Yeah, I mean, there's the obvious like Keon Coleman, Trey Benson, Jared Verse. All those are obvious. I mean, I thought Keon was gonna be the first one. I was surprised that he wasn't because it just. I mean, he put out the Instagram post first of like, "Thank you for this one year," all this kind of stuff. And it, to me, it kind of felt like an opt out or at least prepping for one, but it still hasn't come. Um, Johnny Wilson obviously is the only one who's done it, but he. We've also played, I believe it's three games without him so far due to injury. And obviously we won those games. You have Keon Coleman, you have good back, you have good weapons to back him up if it's just Johnny Wilson. Yeah. But obviously expected is Keon Coleman, Jared Burst, Trey Benson, 
you got all these guys that are expected. It's just very surprising that no one else has done it yet. Yeah, I think like Johnny would be the first domino, but it just hasn't happened yet, which is weird. It's been almost a week. Yeah, see, for Georgia, man, like you look at this situation right here, and for obviously you've had you know you've had guys going across the you know country, right? Whether it be yeah. award ceremonies of different various awards and stuff, but like some of our Georgia's key contributors have already or were expected to play. I mean, I'm hearing like Carson Beck and and Kendall Milton, Dejon Tate, uh, Tyke Smith. Right, uh, Nazir Stackhouse, Warren Brinson, stuff like that. Names like that, right? major names, right? Obviously, I didn't list Brock Bowers. I didn't list a lot McConkie. Don't really know yet, right? They've been getting awards and stuff. But I guess for me, yeah, um, it leaves this feeling that guys might stick around to prove a point. Now, at the same time, we don't necessarily know, but as each day goes on, you start to lean that way, right? Do you, what I mean, I think it's very possible. I think Florida State's got something to prove. I mean, yeah, consider definitely. I, I could definitely say I think that would make for a way better game. What do you think? Oh, definitely. I mean, no brainer to make for a better game. Uh, I mean, we we talked a little bit before this. I think it's just again, both both teams I feel like are pissed off, have something to prove, they feel like they should have been in. Uh it I and I think I, I tweeted this out, I think a day or two, maybe at the end of the day last Sunday. It people were saying boycott the Orange Bowl, that kind of stuff, and like you know, it makes sense, right? Like, screw the system, it screwed us, don't play. But that's also very out of character for this team, or at least I feel it's very out of character for this team because you've had so much adversity throughout the year. Exhibit A, Jordan Travis getting injured, that the team still fights, no one quit. The team still had the same goal or same motivation every day, even without Jordan Travis there. So, why wouldn't you have that same main goal? when it's just a bowl game. I mean, the Orange Bowl gets downplayed now, but it's still a pretty big bowl game. Like, I mean, what, 10 years ago, this was huge. Well, I mean, it's part of the New Year's. I mean, it's just part of the rotation. Uh, I mean, this year it's, right, it's not your playoff, but it will be next year, right? I mean, hell, when we played Michigan, we played in the Orange Bowl, right? So this uh, this is not unfamiliar territory for Georgia fans, right? Now it's not the playoff game, which... Again, I feel like Georgia fans have to temper some expectations here. And the reason why I yes. say that is you win 29 straight, right? It's awesome. But you expect at some point you got to take a loss, man. Yeah. Like, But it's it's one of these things. I've heard some guys talking about uh, current players. Just, they don't know what it feels like to lose. And I think that's another thing that could be keeping these guys to play, right? Make the game meaningful by the less opt-outs, right? I, you hear it all too much. In, in, around this time, right? You've got guys opting out left and right, different bowl games. Uh, portals, we'll talk about the portal for a second in a little bit, but, uh, you know, I just I think it makes this game more meaningful, right? Obviously, barring circumstances right on Florida State side. Um, yeah, I heard this, and I kind of understand it too. Uh, I forgot who it was, but basically we're saying that it's not, a, you know, just because you lose Jordan Travis, there's, you know, 84 other guys, right? More than that, too, but you go to me. Um, just because you lost him, it, it, again, like you, you go and you play games with a second-string quarterback, third-string quarterback, you beat Florida. Listen, we're both going to do this. Florida's not good, right? Florida's yep. not good. I'm going to I'm gonna stay PG right now. I'm just going <laughs> to let you know that. But um, I have my thoughts that are non. Yep, but, yep. But yeah, I mean, so you go on the road and you play them and you win. That, that regardless of that's the swamp, 
right? Backup quarterback or not. And then you have the third string quarterback and you and you play, you beat Louisville, right? That's you can't take that away. And you and, uh, and I watched that game just to see. Uh, listen, I wanted to see Florida lose, and I'm glad y'all pulled yep. through. I'm glad Florida State pulled <laughs> through on that, right? Uh, we can agree on that note there. But it, you know, with the was it Rodemaker as a yeah backup. Yeah. So I didn't really get enough sample size, right? So I nope, want to get your in, I want to get your insight on this. What does he bring to the offense that Jordan Travis, obviously, uh, with Jordan Travis being out, what does he bring? Does he bring a different dynamic, or is it some of the same? I mean, I think you'll see him sit in the pocket more. Jordan Travis didn't run as much this year as he normally did in previous years, but he's more Tate. You got to look at more as someone who'll sit in the pocket and look for. Uh, like look for an open read or something. What we've seen so far is he kind of sits there too long and won't get rid of the ball. Uh, you saw that there was one play against Florida where he threw it. It was a screen play and the guy was completely covered. It should have been picked, probably should have been picked, but the UF guy wasn't looking. Um, yeah. He got Typical. lucky. Typical. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, spitting and all that. It, uh, that, by the way, that's a different story, but yeah, <laughs> it, uh, but he's, but also like, don't be surprised when he runs. He is fast. I've seen him run. He's very fast. He just doesn't. That's not his first choice. He's also a lot quieter than Jordan is leadership wise. Jordan was throughout his career. He wasn't. But as this got to this last year, you saw it differently when he talked to the media and stuff like that. He was more mature, was more willing to lead, was like, OK, I knew he needed to be the example and knew he was the driving force for this team. Tate's more of a. I show you by how I ball kind of person. Like he just kind of shows up and goes out there. Uh, if a coach, uh, Jaheim Bell said this uh, leading up to the ACC championship game, I, no, no, leading up to the UF game, was like he, a coach will yell at him straight up, chew him out, and he won't say anything. He'll nod his head and he'll go out and he'll ball. Like that's just the kind of person he is. That's always, <clears throat> it's a good dynamic to have. Um, I think you said, the, the the running quarterback, not maybe not as much, but that's something George has been struggling with this year. Yep. So I think that'll pose something interesting there to watch. Um, you know, speaking, I guess, are there any injuries wise that you that Georgia fans need to keep up with? I know you mentioned Jaheim Bell. I think he's he's healthy and everything. Yep. But, I mean, as of right now, everything seems fine. Uh, I mean, the team clearly was banged up throughout the year. Keon Coleman was out yeah. for the pit game. Johnny Wilson was out for three games. Uh, it It's just been here and there, bumps and bruises. There hasn't been really anything major. Like, obviously, if Jordan Travis, that's major. But nothing well, really – Correct, yeah. Yeah, nothing really like that. Like, it's been a – there's been one weeks here and there where someone will be out, but nothing major. The offensive line was a little banged up. Uh, if you guys don't know this name, Darius Washington, who is an O-lineman at FSU, he plays all over the line. The center goes down, he goes in the center. Tackle goes down, he's in tackle. He's played, I think, every single position on the offensive line this year. He's been a huge piece. Uh, outside of that, nothing really. I mean, I'm expecting them to be fairly healthy outside of Jordan Travis once you come – into this game if there's no opt-outs just because nothing has been major, right? It's just been bumps and bruises. You're clearly banged up and we get yeah, it, but they've been playing through the time. It. Yep. Now you take the time to get better. Yeah. Yep. I think that's, I mean, obviously with, with Georgia's side here too, I think for the most part, we did get healthier. I think there was some, right. Like the Bowers and the lad situation, but at the same time, we're still kind of right. Waiting for their, you know, 
are they going to play? Are they not? I guess at that point, but for what it's worth, I think you look at most of the folks are like you said, same situation. Um, nothing too, too major. Right. But I guess that's a good time to transfer over to the portal. Right. Um, but I do want to read some comments first. Uh, Panama Jack says it would be more enjoyable game to watch with minimum players opting out uh, for Florida state. We need to everybody on defense in this game to make it competitive. I think that will be interesting, and I think I think Panama's got a good point there because Georgia's offense, right? Carson Beck, first year starter, ultimately, you know, looks right. The optics of it and the stats are two different things here. Um, same amount of points, roughly uh, thirty-seven hundred plus yards passing. Carson Beck, not a lot of turnovers, four or five turnovers, I think it was, to thirty-plus touchdowns. Very efficient offense, right? From a from our perspective, yeah. right? But on your defense, I've watched Florida State's defense, and they do get after the passer, right? They yeah. do rush the pass. Um, are there any, I guess, you know, to Panama's question or comment, I should say, um, you know, do you think Florida or do you think Florida State's defense has the depth, I guess, um, to keep it competitive? Because, and the reason why I ask that question is because typically Georgia, they, they push to wear you out and test your depth. Right, that's just what kind of what Georgia's mo is at this point. Yep. So I wanted to ask that question in, re- in regards to uh, Panama's comment. Yeah. So I think if you look, I mean, the, where the depth really matters, we're wearing down is the trenches, right? So you go to the defensive line. This defensive line has been very good, especially at rotating. So obviously a verse, uh, that's the big one. Everyone knows him. Uh, hopefully your tackles are good, or else he might, for the third straight game, runs run the tackle into the quarterback. That's he's done that against UF and then did it against Louisville. Um, but then you got Peyton on the other side, who is actually like, I, I can't remember if he's leading the team or if he's like second or third on team in PBUs. So he'll rush the quarterback and he knows how to get his hands up there to block the passing lanes. And he's very good. Uh, he did intend or tweet that he was intending to enter the portal, but hasn't officially yet. So, and that was a week ago. So we don't know that's kind of in limbo right now, but as of now, he's still with the team, I guess. Uh, but he is very good. And then as you get to the depth on the edge, you have Gilbert Edmond, who's a transfer from South Carolina. Hasn't done a whole lot this year, but he's been good in times of need. And same with Byron Turner, who's the other backup there. The interior line is where you really have a lot of good depth because you have Josh Farmer, who's been very good. And they've been very good at rotating these guys too. Uh, Norvell even said at a press conference early in the year that uh, – he did an off-season study saying that, well, if we rotate the lines, we do better, and there's a lot more first-round picks in these stats of looking at who was rotated in and out rather than playing the whole game. So you got Josh Farmer, who's very good. Uh, then you got uh, Fabian Lovett. Fabian Lovett, obviously, has been he's been a staple in this defense for a few years now. Uh, he was one of the stars. I feel like that's kind of trailed off a little bit, in my opinion. He's He's still good, but he just hasn't been as great as he has been. Uh, but then after that, you can't forget Daryl Jackson, who was kind of in a Tez, – Tez Walker was the North Carolina wide receiver, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the same waiver situation, except his got approved mid-year. Daryl Jackson's did not. And because of the whole rule where it's like semester-based and all that kind of stuff, he's eligible for this game. And he is – I've seen him in practice. He is very, very good. And I'm excited. Right. I mean, and, and probably fully healthy too. That too. Yeah. Oh, he's like <laughs> – he hasn't, he hasn't played a game. But uh, there's, that's, your, there's your secret weapon. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's where you're going to see this get tested is in that interior line. And I haven't even brought up Braden Fisk yet. We just got third team All American AP or AP third team All American. Like, yeah, yeah. 
this defensive line has got some depth, and it's good. Now, I will say this, too. I think offensively, right, I think it's stopping um, you know, the run game. You know, I feel like those guys, like you said, I think have a decent shot to stop run game. Yeah. Um, you know, to some degree, I think everybody's had their vulnerabilities as well. Is I guess is the sec- secondary with with portal additions and stuff. I don't know how Florida State handles business. I don't want to. I don't want to think I do. Yeah. But a lot of the, you know, like for Georgia, right? I think Georgia's at now thirteen portal entries, and, and I don't know if they're going to be playing or not. Right? So Georgia, yeah. Georgia, from that standpoint, is getting tested on their depth too. So with that being said, you know, I'm expecting a lot of youth to play. Yeah. The one thing I will say that's going to benefit Georgia is our youth plays a lot. So I think you know when it comes to depth, right? That you you're kind of we're kind of built for this at this point. Yeah. But it's just wild to think in the first week of the portal, you're looking at 13 opt outs or not opt outs, but portal entries. It's uh, to some degree you kind of question the depth and and you start to get concerned about it. But uh, Andrew, come Andrew. Weishler has a good comment here. It says Florida or Florida State and Georgia last Orange Bowl were both wins against Michigan. I thought of that while you were saying it. I just didn't. But it, yeah, didn't ours, think, was, didn't. ours came against Michigan, I think, when Dalvin Cook was back on the team, if I remember uh, right. Okay. That sounds about right. Yeah. That's interesting because I know. Yeah. Well, I remember ours. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't re- I didn't remember that one. That's good. Good comment there from Andrew. <clears throat> Speaking of speaking of portal entries, how is Florida State handling that? Have y'all been hit pretty hard or not? Not a whole lot. I'm gonna look at the. I can't remember the names straight off the top of my head, but it hasn't been. There's been a few that have been like, oh, you know, that hurts, but not a whole lot. Like yeah. there just hasn't been anything super huge. I'm pulling up the list. Yeah, uh, I know. Yeah, with us, like I said, 13. It's just a lot of it too. It's not like pure starters either. Yeah. That's what ours is like. It's someone who's mainly people who have like rotated in or didn't play at all. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the probably the biggest one right now is Bless Harris. He was a good offensive lineman. Uh, he was in and out. I mean, we rotate our offensive line too, which is weird that it sounds that way because it's you want the offensive line to play as a unit, but Florida State rotates it in and out a good amount. Um, Bless Harris has been pretty good. He just a little banged up here and there, and just didn't get a lot of playing as much playing time as normal. I guess the best way to say it. Uh, but he, he entered the portal again. I mentioned Patrick Payton before. Yeah. We just were in limbo there, so we don't really know, but it's other than that, nothing really huge. Marquiston Douglas tight end, big guy who you can disguise as a left tackle and have a throw pass to. So that kind of hurts. But other than that, nothing, nothing huge. Yeah. A lot. I think a lot of ours is the same. We actually just had another offensive lineman hit the portal tonight. We've, we've been hit pretty hard with, with offensive line, second – well, yeah, offensive line, a little bit of the defensive line, uh, a couple of receivers too, right? Like, um, you know, I, I think for us losing Austin Blasky to the portal is probably my my most important one just on the fact yeah. that he's that Swiss Army knife um, along the line, you know? I mean, I, I just think Georgia's kind of built themselves on the offensive line to, to withstand things like this. Obviously, you don't really want to see that many guys hit the portal, and you ain't even seen draft yeah. declarations yet. <laughs> but um, but not so. I think looking ahead to this game, um, from a fan's perspective, 
I, I know we've talked a little bit about it, but in regards to ticket prices and stuff like that and actually going, um, I would assume Georgia fans are going to travel well anyway, but I'm assuming Florida State will do the same. Yep. Got to keep um, in mind, we got a lot of people live down there in South Florida too. Well, yeah. So, I mean, uh, the, the fun part is we get to show Miami how to fill a stadium. Exactly. Even if it's <laughs> even if it's a, even if it's in one of those bowl games, you know what I mean? <laughs> but um, but no, I think I want to ask your opinion on this too. And I know this is a little bit off topic from the Orange Bowl, but with with Florida being as down as they are, and I feel like Florida State is picking apart just the same as we are their recruiting class yep. and their team. What what are you seeing, you know, in regards to Florida since they're kind of a common enemy, if you will. I want to see get your thoughts on this. What what are your thoughts on the state of the Florida program? Um, I have mine. I can tell you if you want me to hear it or if you want to hear it. But what what are your thoughts on that state of the program right now? I feel like they got to get rid of Napier, though. You know, my thing with it is I feel like you do have to get rid of Napier, but at the same time, you also have to stick to one guy, right? It's kind of – it's a weird middle area right now for them. Now, if Napier goes five and seven again next year, there's no way they're keeping him. Have you have you saw their have you saw their schedule? Oh, I have. I okay, have. it's bad. Okay. Yeah. It's oh, bad. it's rough. It's rough. It I is. mean, obviously they they get Florida, uh, Florida State, and Miami. Yep. And, and then UCF. I think, they got and all the Florida UCF. schools. Now. They got all the Florida schools. Obviously Georgia. It's just it is a brutal. It's a gauntlet. I know yep. Wednesday Wednesday night, um, our SEC schedules are getting released in regards to like. Timing. Like, well, yeah, like what weeks and stuff. Because yeah. George's was leaked, so we like for us, we already know our schedule. Yeah, like who's playing what week and stuff. And so, obviously, I think we'll we'll find out Wednesday night what that looks like. But you know, when it comes to this too, I think in the ACC, you know, I want to hear the, I want to hear your thoughts on this. A lot of the perception for the ACC is just it's the huge, it's a, it's a terrible conference, and I think. Partially due to the Clemson kind of a Clemson yeah. fall off, right? Um, but even then, when Clemson was doing their thing, we always kind of just, oh man, ACC is not good, right? And I think it's, it's to some degree it's top heavy, right? It's, SEC is somewhat top heavy. It's yeah. just a matter of finding that depth or gaps in between. But you know, it, it's interesting too. Is like, you know, you had Duke, you had all these other games. For your opinion, what did the season for you kind of? look like and what did you take away from this team throughout the season uh and what can what can you take from that into this bowl game yeah so i think at the time there were a lot of big games right like duke was ranked they fell off that's not our fault it right like it duke was ranked it was good great game great really fun atmosphere by the way it was just it was awesome but it, in general it's like the acc started off strong like you had overall in the year we went 6 and 4 against the sec which isn't normal um, well, two of those wins were Florida State, but it it seemed to start off good and then kind of fall off a cliff, right? Like you had Miami was ranked, UNC was ranked, Florida State was ranked, and they all just disappeared. Miami's happened because they didn't take a knee, but it it's their own doing too. <laughs> it is, it is, but like it just it kind of it felt like it fell off a cliff. And Louisville, Louisville too. Louisville beats Kentucky. That win looks a whole lot better than it did when it happened. Like it, it's just weird. I, I do think I think it's pretty obvious Florida State's going to leave soon. Personally, I've been saying 2025. That's nothing that I know or anything like that. That's just a. I know that they had to announce in August if they were going to leave after this year, so they can't leave after this year. So I feel like it's going to come next year, especially after 
the whole college football playoff thing. I think they really don't have a choice. They already didn't have a choice because the money, and now that it's already affecting them, they don't have a choice. They have to do it now. Is it partially for is it is it bad for me to believe that what we saw in the selection for the playoffs rendered the ACC as a conference irrelevant? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I, I no didn't want I didn't want to think that too prematurely, but it just felt that way because the fact that, you, like I said, perfect regular season and yep. then and conference champion, and you get left out over one loss or two one loss teams, right? Like. What what do you what does that make? What is what so what's the what's the possible like what's the possibilities? How do you get out of the conference and what are the loopholes that you're seeing? I guess no clue, no clue. They they all they've like they've gone on before and said that there's got to be a way for them to get out. I think there's some <laughs> way. I don't know what it is at this point. I lean the Big Ten just because I think Florida State's done with ESPN. And the SEC. I can see that. I can see that. So it's like uh, you don't want to be associated with that anymore. It's my opinion on it. It was at least like the feel through the fan base. It used to be like everyone wanted to go to the SEC. Now it's Big Ten, which is surprising. I don't like Big Ten football. I think it's boring. But I'm with you. Like I'd rather go to for the football. I'd rather go to the SEC. But for other sports, political stuff, and ESPN, and and I'd rather go to the Big Ten. See, I think the interesting thing to me is just to say like. Being a Georgia fan, man, we, we had to deal with years upon years of Gary Danielson. So if you join the Big Ten, get brace yourself. All right, brace yourself. You I don't know if you've watched I don't know if you watch SEC on CBS, but if you have, you know. Yeah. I'm just gonna let you know. The you know it's it's interesting too because you brought the politics of it. I don't want to go talk politics on this, yeah. but it it is it is definitely financial driven, right? Yep. These oh, the realignment and stuff. Hundred percent with. So if Florida State's to leave, right? You, I would assume you have to have at least one other person to come with. Yep. Is that accurate? Which is probably Clemson. Most likely, I can see that. So I could see Clemson going to the Big Ten just for, yep. just because it's Clemson. I could definitely see that because logically speaking, you're in, you're in the same conference at that. If you move to SEC, you're in the same conference as Florida. Yep. And you would rather you would rather compete against. Right. If you were to join the same conference, I'm, I'm sure you're probably fine with competing against Miami in the same conference, more so oh, yeah. in Florida. But at the same time, Clemson and South Carolina, same situation too. But um, but no, I think that the conference realignment is something that a lot of people are, I wouldn't say forgetting about, because yeah. there's like the, I think the recency between us, like we we know the playoff situation, yep. so like I think we're focused on that. But yeah, 2024. Just the start is going to be one of those situations where you're going to have an off season, if you will, a lot to talk about, right? Because what, like, I mean, Texas, Oklahoma coming in, you've got Washington, Oregon, right? You've got all, all this conference alignment premature because we know it's not done. Yep. Right, Matt? We no know way. it's not done. Uh, Andrew brings up a good question here. Let me pull it up. He says, What's your take on the ACC having a winning record versus the SEC despite being top heavy? Well, I mean, for what it's worth, I mean, you, you can't take – I hope you all understand this. You can't take away regular season losses, regardless of what you look like, regardless of what you look like. I will say the SEC as a whole, for what it's worth, uh, after the start of the year, we got a lot better. Um, I'll agree with that. I, I think you look at Jalen Miller. I, we'll start with Alabama because they're the SEC champion. Yeah. Week two, week three – there was some serious questions when they benched them for uh, 
for uh, Buckner at South Florida. Yeah, they were tied. Uh, what was it? Three three. Oh, that was dude, that was the ugliest game I've ever seen under Nick Saban. It was yep. ugly. Um, but no, then you then you sit there and you look at you look at Milrow and the defense comes up and, and does her thing, and it starts to look like the Bama fold. All right, Georgia, for what it's worth, we you know didn't look as flashy at times. Stayed dominant. You know, again, to that credit, you sit there, you deal with the schedule. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, but at the same time, I'm going to have to give the ACC some credit, too. You look at a Georgia Tech team, right? Georgia Tech finished, what, fourth in the conference? Yeah, they were. They, they Buster were Faulkner, yeah, Buster Faulkner comes from Georgia and just starts lighting shit up. It's like, okay. Um, you know, but then you still had, you had teams that, I, I love doing this, too, because you're, you're about to see me have some fun here. Tennessee, man. Tennessee was all hype. They loved it. They thought Joe Milton was going to be the next damn messiah, apparently, at times. Hey, Nico's next year. Nico's yeah, messiah shit, next year. Same shit, different year. Um, but, no, so, Andrew, to your point, listen, you have to give ACC credit for winning those games, right? I mean, hell, Florida State, for what it's worth, handled LSU. Now, at the same time, you look through the regular season and the full body of work, we now know that they had no defense. Nope. But that's not y'all's fault. That is not y'all. Yeah, I was about to say that's not y'all's fault though. Right? Y'all just capitalize on it. But um, you know, listen, Andrew, Georgia did their part, okay. And I'm not one of these SEC homers. I can't stand that shit. It's Georgia versus everybody. What what people do is what they do. Georgia did their business. I'm standing on that. But I I think I think that is yeah, hundred percent. I think that's. (laughs) I, I do think that that's um. That's a good question though. I mean. You know, a lot of people were saying that the SEC was down, myself included. It just didn't feel right. It did throughout the at the beginning of the year. I remember seeing people doing jokes of like the what was the best non conference win was over K State at one oh, point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was bad. Um, I think it, I mean, you look at by the end of the year though, right? Missouri, I thought Missouri was a surprise SET team, they were surprised to everyone, I and mean, they were good. Well, Schrader, man, yeah, like we tried to, I love this, <laughs> we tried to tell. The Florida fans, guys, Schrader is dirty. He's dirty. <laughs> Tennessee fans found out the hard way too. But um, <clears throat> but no, when you look at you got teams again, it's a mixture of disappointments and right over performances, right? Compared to expectations. Um, you know, Missouri was one. Uh, you know, South Carolina faltered pretty bad, yeah. right? Like a lot of people had them going seven, eight wins, and they just shit the bed, right? Yep. Some we knew Florida, we knew it was going to be bad, and I called it perfectly. So I'll take that for what it's worth, too. All right, but um, but no, I mean, AC, ACC handled business too. But again, I think when you look at it, right, it's just it was weird. Um, uh, Clemson being down a little bit too. Like, I thought they that came was back at the end of the year. They came back at the end of the year. Well, damn, they had to, I had to buy stock apparently, yeah. you know. Oh, had yeah, to, had, to After the Notre Dame one? Oh, had yeah. to do the had to do the dividend <laughs> split, you know what I mean? But um, a lot too much stock talk, but yeah, no, um, no, but. It was just a weird year in college football overall, man. I, I do think that too. It was. It was the first year that normally going into selection Sunday, you know it's about to happen, right? Like you got a clear, pretty, pretty clear four teams, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit flip flopped of the seating, but you know it's going to happen. This was the first year that it didn't work itself out. Yeah, you didn't really know at all. Yeah. I mean, well, ESPN did, but I digress. <laughs> but no, I think to that point though, man, like you always get used to having chaos unfold right pac 12 cannibalizes itself didn't happen this year right did not happen this year right didn't happen washington and, tried 
Washington tried to make it happen dude, multiple Washington, times. Washington, God Almighty, Washington, I, dude, I, Oregon fooled me twice <laughs> because I was sitting there thinking about it. You, you probably get this too. Yeah, Oregon looked like garbage, man. Like just struggle yeah. wins again this year. I think it was a perfect year to a win as a win, but yeah. just struggle win after struggle win after, and then you just dominate. And I'm like, really? <laughs> That's how you feel. That's how you feel about that. Uh, but yeah, no, I think yeah, I think Florida State did good to capitalize on it. I do want to ask you about some recruiting, man. Um, so right now you got KJ Bolton. Yep. Right. Who's been talking to Kirby still? Clearly. Well, uh, Kirby Kirby will never cut no. bridges there. But I mean, <laughs> I think a lot of the smoke though for for KJ is um, a lot of the smoke is on Auburn right now. Yep. Yep. I I think he stays. I think he stays. I, I would be surprised if he left, is my opinion on it, well, honestly. I, I think Auburn – Auburn, listen, I don't know if you know Auburn like this, but I'm telling you, tell you right now, Matt, with with Hugh Freeze there and NIL being a thing, boy, that, that checkbook is opened up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can see with the receivers they brought in. <laughs> but, um, but no, I think KJ – I think KJ would fit better in there. Um, I think he would play good at Georgia, but ultimately I just think he's – I think he stays uh, at Florida State. Are you familiar – I want to get your thoughts on this. There's a guy up here, a 2026 kid, Kendra Harrison. Yes. Yes, I actually yeah. am familiar with him. Yeah. Florida State so, likes him a lot, and I've, I've heard he likes Florida State. Yeah, he does. Um, now, I talk to him a lot. The So, he just come off of a, a offensive MVP performance in the state title game. Okay. A, um, so, 2A title up here. Yep. And you sit there, you look at it, man. It's it's one of these things. If you've, if you've watched him play football, dude's a monster. Nightmare yeah. six seven yeah. legit six seven almost six eight. Um, I know I know he feels good about Florida State. I know he likes Georgia too. Got a bunch of offers. Uh, to me, I want to get your thoughts on this. Have, do you know enough about him to know that like he's a five star basketball player too? Yeah. yeah. Have you, y'all have offered him right for basketball? Do you keep up yes, with basketball? Both, both. I believe both. Sorry, our yeah. basketball team so, needs it. I can tell you that. If, if you're so, if you're listening in on this, I'm telling you right now. There's a reason why he's a top ten kid right now. Kid is an absolute really good. Oh, he's good. He's good. I sat down with him and talked to him, man. The fun part is, I don't know if you know this, but Darnell was his favorite uh, player. Oh wow. Okay. That was fun to know, but but no, I noticed um, Florida State seems to be there. But y'all, y'all, you know, with Norvell there, y'all are starting to become that little thorn, and it's okay. Right, it's recruiting. You're starting to pick into that thorn in Georgia's side, getting them Started south. Landon Thomas. Landon, Landon Thomas. Thomas. Yep, Landon Thomas is one of them. But uh, KJ Bolden, another one. Yep. Oh, man. But um, in, in regards to that, I want to talk about the recruits coming in early, early enrollees because that's – you know this. You know yep. how this works. Practices matter, right? Gets them in. Do y'all have a lot of y'all's recruiting class early enrolling too? As of now, a good amount. Like I'm, I know uh, Luke Cromenhawk, our our quarterback, is expected. Who, who's also Georgia kid, Savannah. Yeah, that boy's um, good. That boy's yeah. good. Oh, he's. I've seen him throw a few times. It's it's fun to watch. Really, was he, was he watch. at the Elite Eleven too? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, Charles Lester is early enrolling. I think BJ mm-hmm. Gibson. Got a good D. You got a good DB Hall. Yep. And I mean KJ. KJ, I think is expected to, isn't he? I'd have to look back, but I feel I like th- he is. I, th- I think so. I, not too too sure. I kind of let go of it. I know a lot of a lot of Georgia fans just were like, "Oh man, we're going to get KJ." And I'm like, "Go for it." Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna set my tea and sit back. But but no, I think um, 
yeah, you know that you know how important this is. But if you're yeah. not familiar, right, you, the early enrollees get to participate, right, to some degree in these bowl practices, which is a new thing for Florida State, by the way. I and mean, we haven't been bowling so long that like most fans didn't realize this anymore. Well, yeah. So I mean, I, I'll, I'll speak on my behalf <laughs> just from knowledge, but. I don't think people truly understand how beneficial that is for your future development too, because for Georgia, uh, Georgia specifically, right. We've had a lot of our guys come in early enrollee and have significant impacts as freshmen, right. That matters, right. Rather than coming in after the spring, um, you know, you can, I mean, you, most of the guys will do scout team, right. And, I, and yeah. I'll use this as an example. Um, I had Tate Rattledge and Rylan Godey on and they were talking about prepping for the national title game and TCU uh, for what it's worth. TCU's linebackers flow heavily. They flew heavy, right? They were instant downfield. Well, you're looking at guys like CJ Allen, Raylan Wilson, which are two names that I think uh, Matt Florida state fans will probably see a lot of in this game. I'm just going to let y'all know, but this is why it matters, right? Early enrollees and you're seeing the, and you're seeing seeing these guys doing things that they shouldn't be doing as freshmen appeared like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, CJ, CJ Allen did a B gap, jump back into a gap and it just confused the hell out of Tate. It was like, you're not supposed to know that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but again, so from a Florida state perspective, you said it's been a while since y'all been bowling like that. So if you're a fan, if you're a fan listening, right. Understand the importance of these bowl practices too. Um, that's also extra practices for y'all guys uh, that are on the team currently. Yep. And I think that matters too moving forward. Do you see – so I want to ask your thoughts too. What what do you think this game is going to look like? Do you think it will be a shootout? Do you think it will be a uh, – what, what are your early feelings about it? Obviously we'll know more, but – Yeah, I mean, I don't think it will be a shootout. I mean, this defense right now looks pretty put together of like whether opt-outs or not, right? I mean, nothing's happened. But if this defense is stay, stays together – that's tough, and that's going to be tough for both teams. And Georgia's defense is obviously known for being amazing. I mean, this could end up like the Louisville game, and nobody wants to watch it on TV just because it gets boring. But I mean, I, I don't know. If you like football, you should like defense. See, I, th- I want to see how you feel about this. Georgia's defense is not what it is normally. Yeah. Is, when compared to the past two years, which is a dangerous comparison to make, Yeah. Oh, it yeah. is definitely not it. But I do think – Georgia has issues um, at times getting to the quarterback. Not saying we can't, right? Yeah. But at the same time, setting the edge is important, and Georgia's having a rough time at times as well. But you talked about, you know, you talked about uh, Rotomaker. I think it is his backup. You talked about him kind of being able to run. I think that's something that you might see Florida State try to take advantage of, maybe. And this is just me third partying on this. And, and it's because of Georgia's ineptitude to set the edge properly. Yeah. I think I think Florida State could have some, um, you know, have some success there if they do that. But at the same time, I, I do think it'll be interesting to see if Schumann and and Kirby throw out some kind of what's the best word to say it. We do a lot of simulated pressures and simulated blitzes too. Okay. Um, very complex stuff. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So my my thought is, I think this game. It'll be. I think it'll be early, right? It's kind of an early game where that y'all's defense can can make some stops. But I do think us having Carson, us having right Kendall and Dejan, yeah. that that's going to help. 
that's that's really going to help. I, I'm typically we look at bowl games as like future right future spring yeah. game rosters, but I, I don't see that this year. So I think it'll be interesting to see what Florida State's defense can do to stop the efficiency. I think y'all secondary can make a couple stops. I do just wonder if y'all have the depth. I, I guess there's a lot of me just not being able to watch enough sample yeah. size for Florida State, but. But at the same time, it also wouldn't surprise me, Matt, if if y'all go out there and and cause us some problems, even with a backup quarterback. It's, it, I know it sounds crazy, but it's not as crazy as people would think. I think. I mean, and like I said before, Tate's main problem has been he just waits too long. So if if he's going to be given time, he's going to take it, and then that's when he gets dangerous, right? Like, yep. and even and I'll say he's not known for running. This year, you probably only have no, you do only have like one play of him running. And that was when the Florida players targeted him and put him out for the Yeah, that was, that was a cheap shot, too, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a cheap shot, too. I watched it. Now, he's fast, man. I'm telling you right now, he's fast. No, he looked athletic until I mean, it's just one of those things. It's hard to really say. You don't get the you don't get the sample size because of what yeah. happened. But like you, you kind of watch it. Like it's not it's not Jordan Travis, but at the same time, it's still mobile. Like yeah. I think that's something it's not like even Carson Beck. A lot of people think Carson Beck's like a gargoyle, but he's not. <laughs> So I think that's something interesting to note. But um, but yeah, I, I think it'll be interesting to see. I, I think I have to go back and watch some tape more uh, as time goes on. But again, it's just so hard to say with with these bowl games. Um, but yeah, I think other than that, I'm looking forward to this game. I, so right now, I am with the with the opt out with no opt outs right now. Just Johnny, whatever. Uh, yeah, it's looking fun because I, I can see see my thing. It says if. Barring things don't change, right? We yeah. know that we know it will, but as it stands right now, this is why we call it way too early. <laughs> I do think Keon Coleman would give us some problems. He can give anyone problems. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. He did it all year. No, I completely oh, yeah. agree. Um, I, I think Johnny Wilson though adds that size dynamic, though, man. That 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 was his advantage. His hands were never great. That's the, that's um, the thing. That, like that that was the issue too. I was about yeah. to ask, I was about to say is like to be that big, like, he just. The, the inconsistency with the hand situation. Is just that was the only issue with him. Not running got better. It was just, but it, it did get better throughout the year. He was catching more balls, right? Like, I mean, you saw it. He became Tate and the backup's favorite targets. Mm-hmm. Like, he really did. It didn't, was as much key on. It was all him. Yeah. I want to ask your opinion on this. When it, when it, oh, hold on one second. Let's see. So Andrew says, best defensive line matchup of the year, barring any opt outs. I think it's. I think he's on. I think he's onto something from the Florida State side. I, I don't know much about the Georgia defensive line, but from the Florida State I, side, especially with I told you about Daryl Jackson coming mm-hmm. in, that's well, going to be huge. I think this is where it's going to be interesting for us because some of the depth we're losing, right? Yeah. But I do think, um, you know, giving the time to Hill is key here too, for Georgia side because there's a couple guys that can take this time to get healed up. But I think with with Warren. Logan Stackhouse. I left it. So SEC championship game a super sour taste in my mouth after yeah. that game. Um very, very sour taste in my mouth. But when you've got Michael and you've got you younger guys like um like Kristen Miller, uh Tyrion Ingram Dawkins, I think those guys can have mass jumps. But at the same time, I, I think your offensive line isn't nearly as big as Alabama's. I don't know if you paid attention to Alabama, but they had some. They had some cows. Yeah. Our offensive line has big. been as good as we expected. I'll tell you that. Well, no, no, no. I was just saying, like, pure size. These yeah. are gigantic. Um, 
and and on SEC Championship, they just bullied Stackhouse and Logan. Stackhouse is like three twenty in his own right. Jeez. Got combo blocked back to like ten yards back. It was rough. But well, can um, we all how can we all agree that the uh, how how much did the Florida defensive lineman weigh? Like four sixty. Jesus Christ, do like? Can we all agree it's unhealthy? No, that's a hundred percent unhealthy, dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I understand. Listen. I've seen some big guys. Yeah. Some of our biggest guys were 340, 350, right? But, like, dude, was he, he was serious over 400, wasn't he? I think it was 469, if I remember right. Bro, this shit reminded me of Jared Lorenzen. Yeah, it was a big boy. Now, the problem, I mean, he says he, he doesn't get reset too much, but, no. dude, like, but I'm with, I'm with you. That is just unhealthy. Yeah. What? I, I, maybe ask one last question here. What matchup, or ask maybe the last couple. What matchup are you looking forward to the most between this game as it stands now? As it stands now. Because we, we don't know. We're not going to predict anything. Yeah. I don't want to be wrong. Don't want to be wrong. So we're taking for what it's worth. I think it'll be interesting to see if Florida State can establish a run against this defense. Because that's been important. With a backup quarterback, it's been more important than ever. And it's been tough. Like against mm-hmm. Louisville – I mean, I said this when people were texting me and complaining during the, the during the Louisville game. It was like, oh, it's boring. What what's going on? I was like, well, you got a third string quarterback in going against a top ten rush defense. That takes away pretty much all offense possible, right? So it'll be interesting to see if this offensive line could step up a little bit. I'd mentioned earlier they got some portal departures there, and that's probably the most depleted portal wise so far. Mm-hmm. Um so that'll be very interesting to watch. I am also very – I guess in general I'll say the trenches on both sides because I'm very excited to see this defensive line against Georgia as well. I think it'll I think it'll be our secondary versus y'all's receivers. Okay. Um, with, with, the portal, with the portal entries that we have, it's going to open up situations where you have – if Lassiter plays – I don't even know if Lassiter – I think Lassiter might play. If Lasseter plays, I want to see him on Keon. I, yeah. I think that would be dynamic shit to watch for me. It yeah. really would. It would be real fun to watch. Um, but considering, I, I want to see, I want to see Dalen Everett, and I, and from a Georgia perspective, that's been the bane to this. What feels like the bane to the defense all year, just, just rough getting beat. Right, he was the go-to guy when you when other teams were scoring. It sent like right, they just picked on him. Right, yeah. Ultimately, you want to see him get better. You want to see him develop and grow, right? So I want to see him have a good game. But at the same time, I think with the portal situation, I think you're going to see guys like A.J. Harris or Daniel Harris, um, you know, getting some run, right? Uh, Kyron Jones is another name. I, I think we're going to see some of that right there. So I want to see some of this these young DBs yeah. get run and see what they're about, right? Because I think, I think y'all can match us physically. Right, physical yeah. from a physicality standpoint. Yeah. Um, if you come out and want it, right? I think that's the key. If you if both teams want to come out and want it, I think it's gonna be fun. That's the key for both teams, too. A hundred percent. Each team could easily quit on this game because of where your goals were. Easily. Yeah. It's I mean, obviously the, the yeah, the the letdown of this is you know, it's just rough. Yeah. Um, but I do I do think it does have a I do, I, the seeds are there to be planted yeah. to have a good game. Right. We'll we'll see what happens as we move forward with that, uh, but again, right? We're, we don't know right now. It's way too early, but I do think it's fun to see 
right? Yeah. See how things play out. Uh, Matt, I want to thank you again, man, for coming on. No problem. Um, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Where can people find you if 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 you're a Georgia fan or you're a Florida State fan and you're and you stumble yeah. upon this? Where can they find your work, man? Yeah. So obviously, warchant.com. Uh, that's where all my recruiting and stuff content is. But also on Twitter, I try to be active on Twitter. Uh, is at Lasser Matt. So just flip my two names. Uh, yeah. There you go. Matt is a pleasure, man. Um, thank you for having me on. Oh, no doubt. hundred percent needed that conversation. Uh, not a team we see often. No. So I think it was worth no. having the discussion. Hey, you can call it the Kirby bowl. Cause he was a GA here. Yeah, this is true. I mean, <laughs> you can, you can call it about anything. Yeah. Right? With that being said though, folks, we're going to wrap this thing up. Um, with that, uh, let's see. Yeah. Make sure to like, follow, subscribe, follow Matt on his socials. You heard him there, warchant.com. If you're a Noel fan, make sure to go follow that. That's the On3 affiliate if for anybody curious. Um, I think we're going to wrap it up here, Matt. Again, awesome. I think it was fun to talk about it. Yep, and it we're going to have a great night. Looking forward to this matchup, man, on the 30th. I am. I am. I'm excited to get to the casino 15 minutes away, too. I see what, you, I see what you're doing there. <laughs> well, it's dangerous. Dangerous. <laughs> With that being said, I'm Robert Reynolds. This is the DGD Podcast. We will catch y'all next time. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.